Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Nap Bros Podcast. We are back again, finishing part three of Sovereignty. Part three. Are you going to post the other two parts? We did already uh, did. Oh, uh, uh, no, no. Okay. What I'm are sorry. you talking about? No, no. <laughs> I thought you like part three. Of the, yeah, you know what I meant. The thing that Andrew's talking about, just in case you're not aware, is we've actually recorded this three times and we have yet to actually talk about this particular chapter. However, we are going to try and talk about this chapter now. Uh, this chapter is chapter 19. It is Courage. It is the last one in our uh, discussion. And so... Um, uh, basically, I'm going to sum it up because I've summed it up twice like we talked about. Uh, courage. That's it. No, I'm just joking. Mick uh, was talking about how, like, now that you have all the tools you need, what will you do with the knowledge? We have the courage to step up and act upon it, or we just keep on being your normal self. And then at that point, what was the point of even reading the book? You know, <laughs> do you have an issue with looking like a fool? And what I mean by that was when I feel the most foolish is when. You know how like someone's explaining something to you and you're all like, yeah, I, I understand. But like, really, you don't have any clue what the heck they're talking about. Like, like, and then to have to go back, but like, yeah, I didn't know what you meant by that. Like, can you tell me? But like, that's the point. Like, you don't want to feel like, you know, you just don't know something. You know what I mean? I feel like the older like, I like get. For instance, like, for instance, what a crescent wrench was. You know, you went and grabbed the wrong thing instead of just asking what it was, you know? I did the same thing, but. Even still now, I still have the same issues. See, I would, I would say, issue. like, so so going and grabbing the crescent wrench was something that I did back when I was 16. But now at 35, I feel like... You had to be 18 I, to work there. No, 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 no. It, was, it wasn't working any particular place. It was it was uh, working with a guy. Like, I was basically doing um, an odd job, like, basically a, a side gig kind of thing. He was just paying me under the table. I wasn't paying taxes and stuff like that. Um but but no um, allegedly no 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 I mean that's no that definitely <laughs> everybody knows that that happens um, but no now I feel like there are times where somebody will say something and even in like the midst of like a group chat for instance somebody says like a word that I may not know or says something about you know especially in relationship to teaching that I'm like I have no idea what the heck they're talking about I'll send it in the group chat I have no problem I like I like. Because one of the things, and I guess just because I don't necessarily want to com- compare it to being older. I don't think it's, it could be partially because I'm older, but it could also be because I'm a teacher. And as a teacher, you kind of understand that sometimes students are going to ask questions that you're like, I, I didn't realize that you didn't understand that. Like, I thought you understood everything that I was saying and that I was teaching you something additional. But this one particular part you don't get. Like, and I'm glad that you asked that question because since you don't get that part, you're not going to get the whole thing. And so, like, I, like if there's something along the lines of, of that. And, I, I like, to me, again, and, and going back to this idea of courage, I don't necessarily see courage as an issue that I have, per se, um, in, in relationship to actually doing stuff and, and quote, unquote, looking like a fool or, or even, um, like, receiving criticism from people about about certain things so yeah um 
one of the things that I like that he that he presents with the uh, the vision is or, 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 or the introduction is is that people men men have a vision of what they want for the future or at least they have an idea of a new reality that they're um, that they're trying to get to but it's worthless to just have an idea or a vision if you're not actually willing to do the work that's required to get there. And, and that that takes courage and that that is what we're talking about today. And so, um, what, what visions or ideas are there that we aren't acting on or that, that you are not acting on or, or what kind of, yeah. What, what, what are some visions or ideas that, that you're not actively working on? Uh, working on my marriage. Okay. I have, so, I have a plethora of people being willing to interject what they think I should and should not be doing. Okay. So is, is that, that is that preventing that, you that, from working on your marriage? No, I still work on it, but it does lead to uh, not just doubts, but like leads to um. I don't know how to describe it. Leads to like issues, I guess. Okay. Uh, leads to like just myself, just overthinking things. If that makes sense. Okay, because because they're they're trying to interject their own ideas. It leads yeah. you to to feel more self conscious of of what you're doing. And not, not having the courage to do the things that you should be doing in, in the marriage. Right. Uh, do you feel, do you feel like there are certain things that you're wasting your, wasting your time on because like, 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 and, and not, yeah, not, not I mean, that you're not like YouTube, not like entertainment, not, not because of laziness, but out of, do you feel like you're, you're, you're wasting your time because you're, you don't have the courage to go and do the thing that you should be doing? No, no. Um, well, not, sometimes, sometimes. Like, like do you have an example of that? Like what that would be? Well, like I said, when it comes to the business, actually executing, I'm, I'm more or less afraid to make a mistake so that I don't make a, a, an effort, you know, to do it. Okay. And so like, like, I don't think, I don't think I spend any time on my phone. Like, so do you, you know, that little thing on your phone, um, it tells you the time that you spend on it, screen time. Yeah, 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 yeah man. People in Shanghai, that screen time is a lot more nowadays. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, but that's the point. It's like for the last, you know, four, five, six weeks, like my average screen time is under three hours. Mm-hmm. And like some of that's from the kids using it, you know. Okay. Now, granted, I carry around like four phones, so it might be like three hours on this one, like 30 minutes on the other one, but, you know, and then I get home and I look at my wife and it's like 72 hours in one day. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing is, is like, but, but sometimes, sometimes using the screen can be useful for, depends on what you're using it for. Like if it, if you're using it for a useful thing, then I think that that's, that's fine. Like if it's for an important task, I'll, I'll say, I, I like, think, I think a lot of it is like, I just stare at the computer so much that I just get tired of staring at the computer. Yeah. I mean, that's all, that's all the phone is. It's just a lot. Another phone, another yeah. computer. 
But no, like as far as fear goes, um, if it affects my livelihood, yes. And I wouldn't say it's a fear. It's, it's, but it is. I mean, it is a fear. It's like, yeah. I mean, I'm not gripped with fear. Like I would think, like fear would be like being scared of the dark or something like that. But it's just like, God, if I make, if I mess up, you know. At least, at least this painting will look good in my next house. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like it's, it's always been my joke, you know. You know, at least that car or that RV will look good in my next house's parking lot. You know, <laughs> some some retarded like that. But um, what do you mean by that? Like, why 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 are you talking about your next house? Because I would go bankrupt on this house. Oh, I got you. Okay, okay. Yeah, there you go. Gotcha. I guess I guess for someone that's never owned a house, you know. Yep. Nope. Try not to. <laughs> Actually, I heard it's, it's a waste of time. Anyways, you know, I, was, I don't know. There's just so much stuff to learn. Like, it's like, where do you start? That's the other thing. Um, so I follow this guy on TikTok. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like I showed him to you. I forget what his name is, but like, he calls it like like um, I don't know, overload paralysis or something like that. Where like he has so much stuff to do. They just sits there because, like, the thought of getting started on all the stuff you have to do, just like, you just think of that too hard. So, like, there's sometimes where it's like, oh my God, I got to do this, 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 this. And just mm-hmm. kind of like getting up in the morning, you know? Like, you're still laying in bed and you're like, oh, I need to get up. I need to get up. Five minutes later, you realize you're asleep for like another hour. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, crap. I mean, I think, I think for me, yeah, I, I can understand that, that, that overload thing, but, and, and I think that, that goes back to one of the things we talked about with, with like mastery is, is not, not doing so many different things that it feels like you're overloaded, but actually like honing in and then breaking it down piece by piece. I have to have the courage in order to prove to my wife that I can do what I say I'm going to do. Uh, and, and kind of. Because, because part of the thing is, is like, it, it, a lot of people will say, well, I need to, I need to divorce my wife or I need to divorce my husband because they're not supportive of me. And I think part of the reason why some aren't supportive is not because, and, and, and like, one of the things that bothers me is like, like, for instance, Gary V apparently is divorced from his wife of like 20 plus years and he's dating some like good-looking supermodel type woman and i'm like that dude that happened back in february i didn't even realize that and and i'm like okay because in my in my view like like he always talked about how like if you don't have a supportive wife you should divorce her if you don't have a supportive partner you should get get rid of them and i'm like yeah if it's boyfriend girlfriend like i get that but like it depends on the support because it's like it's like what about the other side like, what if the reason that they're not supportive, like for my wife, one of the reasons why she's not supportive is not because she's just not a supportive person. It's more along the lines that I haven't proven to her that she, that 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 I can do what I say I'm going to do. Like, I haven't done it. Uh, I, I talk a big game, but I don't actually do the things. And so part of it is that, like, part of the courage is, is like, being concerned that she may not support me, but it's kind of like a... Um, a, percep- a, 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 a kind of precipitated or not precipitated it's perpetual that's what i mean it's kind of a perpetual circle where or a perpetual cycle where like i'll be like i'm gonna do this and she's like okay and i'm like yeah i'm gonna do it and then she's like but you're not doing anything about it 
And I'm like, but I'm going to. And she's like, I can't believe you. Like, like, why, why don't, babe, why don't you support me? Well, because you said you were going to do it and you haven't done it. Like, that's the thing. And so, like, there's part of it that, that, like, I don't do the things because I lack that courage. But also, even lacking the courage, like, for instance, this podcast, like, maybe I am a little concerned. Maybe, maybe in the back of my mind, I am a little afraid of asking people who I know are like reaching out, maybe just reaching out to like the most famous podcasters and the most famous people and just talking to them about their process. Maybe to me, I'm like, maybe they are too high up. Not that I like hold them at a higher position, but maybe just mentally. I say that I don't, but maybe like somewhere in my brain I do. And so instead of asking them and reaching out to them and getting their advice, I just am like, ah, you know, I'll just do it later. And so it turns into procrastination versus, you know, just being lazy, but it's actually more along the lines of, you know, I can use lazy as an excuse instead of using courage as a reason to do it. So, yeah. So with that fear of the unknown, the what if, the, the concern that we've got about what will happen if we choose to do something. So for me, like one of the things and one of the things that I've, that I've thought about and that's been, that's been brought up before is I know there's a lot of questions of like, what if, like what, what if this happens or what if that happens? But like one of the things that constantly pops up in my mind is like being older. Like when I get older, like thinking back to this time, like what if I didn't do it or what if I don't do it or what if I had done it? And so thinking of this idea of having regrets, like it's kind of that, that thing is like, I think regret would be something that can overpower the fear of the unknown, like fear of not knowing that if you make this choice, if you decide to pursue podcasting or you decided to pursue acting or you decided to pursue engineering or decide to pursue your renting business or your, your, your rental business, you know, the fear of what's going to happen there can, can, can be overcome by thinking about in the future, looking back at your life now and saying, what if I had done it? Like regretting the idea of not actually pursuing that and not actually going after that with, with every fiber of your being or every every chance that you could. I'm just thinking like I'm not gonna like allow it to stop me. I'm more or less. I think I figure out the best way to execute what I need to do because a lot of the issues I have is just capital. I mean, if I had the money, I'd done bought like probably three or four pieces of land, you know. They want thirty or forty percent day, and I just, I might have like point oh three percent. Is this is this so? So let me let me ask you this: this whole rental thing, is this something that you want to do, or is it something that you feel like you're that you need to do, or you're kind of required to do? Mm, what do you mean? Like, why would I need to do it? To get money. <clears throat> Or because because to either get to get money, money or because um, your wife is pushing you to do it because or because in your mind that, you think that, that this is, that is going to make one? you. You probably think the second one's more true than anything? What do you mean the second one? My wife's pushing me. 
or, or, or maybe it's you in your own mind mentally pushing yourself saying that this is somehow going to fix your marriage, but it's not really something that you're excited about or thrilled to do. Well, that's a little bit of a stretch, I would say. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing out random possibilities. Snowballing or something? Like, good God. You went way out there with that one. Um, no, I've always wanted to own some, like, kind of property or something. Some kind of investment. Um, just trying to find a way to make some money to where it's not just me working. I mean, I, I, I care less if I work a job, nine to five for the rest of my life, you know? actually enjoy my job. I actually enjoy a lot of my jobs, honestly, no matter how bad they were. You know, I'd, I'd been just as happy just working a nine-to-five, you know? I got you. Uh, it, was, it was more or less... Oh, no, it's not just a legacy for me. It's a legacy for my kids, you know? Hmm. You know, there's one thing I could say that I've done that my dad never did, and that is... Lived in one place for longer than six years. You know, I mean, how many times did we move before we were even in middle school, you know? Well, that's true. I mean, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's a, that's an encouraging thing or I don't know if that's a detriment or a positive thing. Like, cause I think, I think staying in one place for a long time is positive and negative. I think moving around often is positive and negative, right? Right, like but I mean, for different reasons, yeah. So there's always yeah. going to be some, there's always a what if, you know, like you said. There's always a yeah. contingency. There's always something that could have been done better, planned out better. But, you know, just got to act and hope for the best. Oh, what is it? What is it that Chloe says? Having a plan because hope isn't a plan. That's what one of my professors used to say. Mm. You know, you keep on saying, I hope this will do this. We hope to have this. He's like, have a plan because hope isn't a plan. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So are there, are there, are there things that you're afraid of doing or acting upon? Like what? In relationship uh, to this? I was, I was, I was more... I don't know, I was more afraid of uh, getting, letting go of, like, the past with my wife. Uh, like, forgiving her or whatever. But since I've had that class, like, I care less. I don't know that I necessarily cared so much. It's just like, hey, you know, here's you doing the same thing you said I was doing, so how are you better than me? And why shouldn't I make you suffer? You know what I mean? Just being a spiteful person. Mm. It's not so much that I'm afraid of it or something other than to do. It's just, I don't know. And also, reason, I, don't, reason... I, don't, I don't know, like, the other things. Like, you keep on bringing up, you know, do you want to be with her? I don't know that we're necessarily going to work out in the end of it all. I mean, that was the reason why I asked you about the business is because, like, you told me. I know, me, boys. I'm, I know exactly why you asked me about the business. I don't know. You said no, but you said I went off on a tangent, like something. You did. You, you reached out there, so I, I I knew that's what you were talking about. Like I oh, mean, it wasn't. Listen, so I it wasn't was that. It wasn't that, that far. Why wasn't that far? I, I knew what you were saying. 
All right. But you pulled it out left field because I never no, said that. No, no, it's no. Because the thing is, you were talking about your business. How many times have I talked to you about starting a business? Once, twice. Okay, so so it's not too far fetched to think that I want to start a business, is it? No, I mean not 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 too far fetched. Oh yeah, that's all. But but thinking that that is going to fix things or make things. Nobody said that. Nobody said that. You. Know, I think you said. I think you said if you if you get if you and you and your wife get on the person. same path, if you and your wife get no, on no, the same no, mindset. No, 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 that's not what I said. That's not what I said. I said that I told her multiple times that, you know, if we could get over this BS, like we could just do so much more with our lives. Um, one time that I say we had to get on some mindset, because I, I told her the same thing too. You know, you either get with me, you know, and let's get this crap worked out, or or get out of the way. That's true. Not one time. That. Yeah, I know what I said. Don't be putting no, words no, no, in my I, mouth. No, no, but I, but I thought that listen, was. You've been listening. You've been listening to Chinese too much because I, I was speaking plain English the other day when I said that. To, I'm sorry, that was uncalled for. That's that might have been a little too harsh, but that's okay. You can't speak English very well either, so. <laughs> Listen, let's wrap this up because I need to go to bed. Okay. So you're not afraid of acting bed. upon anything? Yeah. I, I, what I, we talked about this? Yes, I am afraid of acting upon stuff, but it doesn't mean I'm going to not do it. Okay. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I guess like for me, like kind of the concern that I would have a calculated risk. You have to, you have to make them. You have to. There's no way you can make it through life without a calculated risk, without risk at all. I mean, then you're not living. Without a life without risk is no life at all. You know, it, or, or what, what is that quote? What is that quote? Oh man, it's not a movie or something. Hold up, I'm actually going to do some searching. Go ahead, Doc. Okay, while, while you're searching, I think I think the biggest thing that I'm probably afraid of uh, currently at this gen- venture in my life is when besides well besides besides being a father, which is kind of concerning to me, kind of a little a little worried about that, uh, just because it, it'd be a new thing and and I'm not sure like how how good or bad I'll be at it. Or I guess I guess I don't want to be bad, but how good I'll be at it. But but also kind of like it, with everything going on here here in Shanghai right now, um, kind of this this mindset of moving uh, back to the states. And it's not it's not even so much it's not even so much that that I'm necessarily concerned about moving back because I don't I know things will be fine. Like I know I will make things fine. But thinking about how how my wife feels about moving to the states like because if we if we move this this summer like if we move back to the states this summer like i know that she's going to be kind of like terrified for probably a good six months maybe a year of just being there because of the fact that a maybe pregnant at the time b gonna have to find a job pretty freaking quick once we get there uh and like see just a bunch of other kind of aspects of that and so it's not so much that i'm concerned or, or lacking courage of moving back it's more that i i lack the courage of being able to handle that situation you know with my wife and how to make sure that she's okay with the move back period 
And so, um, did you find did you find your quote? I found a quote, but I feel like I've heard a movie quote that's different. But uh, a life without risk is not worth living. Um, I don't believe in taking unnecessary risk, but a life without risk is not worth living. That's Charles Lindenberg. Okay. Lindbergh. Lindbergh? Lindbergh? Charles Lindbergh? Lindenberg? Man, uh, Lindbergh, yeah. I feel like I heard that somewhere else, too. But it was like, basically, you know, like, like you can't live a life without risk. Like, I feel like Mickler might actually say that. We may have. You may have. Yeah, at some point in time, we did we did talk about risk. So let's get into this, uh, the mindset. So I embrace my fear. Lies. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you embrace your fears? Cameron? I'll actually give you an example of, of me embracing my fear literally just the other night. Just Was it last night? Two nights ago. Two nights ago, uh, I actually did uh, a stand-up comedy on online, um, which oh yeah, 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 how did that go? Not good. <laughs> not good. It, it was not good. Partially because I mean, it's the very first time I've ever done it. Second of all, I didn't have interaction with the with the audience as much as like you would with like being face to face or or in live. Uh, so so for me, it wasn't it wasn't quite as interactive, but also. I mean, it's my first time, like, and I've never done it before. And the thing is, is it was really, it was really enjoyable. And it, the reason is because I was a little nervous. It was something new. And I normally don't get nervous in front of people, but being that this is a new atmosphere, if I'm giving a presentation, pff, no problem. If I'm giving a class, pff, no problem. If I'm giving a speech, pff, no problem. Stand up comedy, different game. If I'm up singing in front of people, pff, no problem. But I've never done stand-up comedy before, and so this was a new aspect for me, and so I was nervous, and it was a little scary. And so uh, it definitely put me outside of my comfort zone, and I actually really – I realized that this is something that I've got to do more often, uh, not just not just stand-up comedy, but, but like putting myself out of my comfort zone. Because my comfort zone is really huge, and so it takes some special things to, to – like I've got to do st- – I've got to actually find ways to actually get outside of my comfort zone so that I feel a little uncomfortable and can stretch a little bit more. So you butchered it, huh? I, I, I didn't, it's not so much that I butchered it. Actually, one of the things that's really interesting is I think when you get outside of your comfort zone, cause like if you're in your comfort zone, everything is perfect. You know how to handle yourself perfectly fine like you don't ever have to look at it and yeah, be like, like oh comfort zone. I, well but 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 it's, but it's more along this lines like i don't have to look at it to know whether i did good or bad, good or not i know i did good because that's my comfort zone i know what i did well because that's my comfort zone but then going and doing the stand-up comedy then i had to like hone in and focus and be like okay what did i mess up along the way because normally if i'm in my comfort zone i don't mess up skill set Number one, foster courage. So you need – it's this idea of when you're, when you're building a muscle, you have to, you have to exercise it. You have to, you have to build it. And, and, and it's not like if you want to be like really strong, you can't go and lift. You know, If you've never worked out or never lifted any weights, you can't go out and all of a sudden go and lift 100 pounds. 
right? You've got to build yourself up to that. And so that's this idea behind fostering courage is, yeah, you may not immediately be able to go, huh? Muscle memory. Right, right, right. You well, not just muscle memory, but also like like at bats. Like you need to go out there and you need to, but like do a little bit. Start hitting balls off of tees to begin with. You got to start with the small stuff. So if you're trying to ask a girl out on a date, don't don't let her be the first conversation that you have with a woman. You know, for that day, like go and talk to other women around, coworkers, classmates. Uh, Sisters, mothers, like like going and in, 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 in having conversations, just women on the street, just going up to them and just talking to them. And then, oh, no. oh, I'm, what do you I'm mean? still trying to think what's outside my comfort zone. Like, I'm still struggling. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like anything, I'll jump at it. Have you done stand up yeah. comedy yet? Oh, my God. I'm just saying. Have you? Yeah. Were you standing? Yeah. What's up? Really? <laughs> I was. Because <laughs> you get more energy when you're standing up, so I was absolutely standing up. Um, how about how about uh, let's see. What about um, giving a speech about engineering or something like that, or giving a presentation? Nah, I think I'd be alright. Have you done it? Uh, I've given presentations before. At work. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, I mean that's that's I mean those those are just some things that uh, that I think about um, that I, that I can come up with right now. I'm not, um, I mean I mean I would say something outside my comfort zone, just asking that that risk of asking for help, you know, looking down. Okay. You know, it's not really like a comfort thing. It's more like a I just don't want to look like a fool. Well, I mean, you're you're comfortable not looking like a fool. Oh, yes, very comfortable. Yeah. Archilochus said we don't rise to level expectations. We fall the level of our training, trained to rise to the equation. I think uh, Mickler mentioned this before, and I think you just said it again, where, like, if you train yourself to react, you know, if you just thought, I didn't mean the movement thing. If you train yourself to, to how you're going to react, then it's just muscle memory. It's almost like... Uh, you have to train yourself to be courageous, to act, to react, to mm-hmm. be proactive. Yeah, and I think I think part of it too is, like even for me, maybe here, fostering courage. Like like I I've got I, I was made an offer by my by my company to come back and work for, with them for another year. So part of it is is like Wait, having the courage to go, yeah, to stay here for another year having the courage to go and talk to them and be like, Hey, can we, can we talk about like a little bit more getting a little bit more money instead of like the, the, the amount that you've got now. And so like, actually I need to do actually that, that is the plan. That is one of the things that I'm doing today is, is I'm going to reach out to, to my boss and just say, Hey, can we, can we talk about possibly increasing that? Like to, like I was thinking maybe like 35,000 UN a month or something like that and seeing how, how that could, work out and whatnot um right but yeah the second skill set is contingencies burn them. so he says don't burn the boats in every case okay now so in I... most cases yes but not all 
I've never burned the boat. I never will burn the boat. Um, you know, we talked about me moving somewhere else. And like, I will admit that's kind of a worrisome factor because I don't know that I can necessarily, like, I've not been able to find a position up there. I haven't been able to find any jobs. And it's like, you know, I don't know that we could live up there with how expensive it is. I mean, the cost of living has done doubled up there since we lived there last. Well, surely it's less than what you're living at now. No. Really? It's like, uh, how much would it be? Like 33% more, I would say. Maybe maybe 50% more than what we pay wow. here. Wow. Not even the same size house. We're talking like a two-bed, one-bath for wow. double the price dang near. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, they don't have income tax, but they have a crap load of, like, they are proud, proud of their, their, uh, properties. Yeah, for real. They're a little two-bed, one-bath, single-wide. So, like, for me, going, going back to this idea of contingencies, like, I've, there was a time when I came back to the States, um, back in 2017, and I had a job and it was a good paying job. It was, it was one I had trained for, uh, wasn't a great job. Like wasn't something that I was thrilled about doing. And, um, I, I, I took it upon myself to be like, Oh, you know what? Like I'm going to go and start trying to do social media for these, these other companies and stuff like that. And instead of keeping my job, which was paying for the bills, which was taking care of my monetary needs, I decided to quit my job. And I decided that I was going to just strike out and try and go and start this business on my own. And is that the coffee business? No, 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 no. I no. There was a tea business that I was trying to do here in China. Screw that. Uh, no, this is this is a social media. Like I was, I was going to do podcasting for um, different companies, and I was going to help them with their social media and stuff like that. And what ended up happening is basically I burned that boat. And I went out and I was really passionate for like one week or two weeks. And then after that, just got incredibly lazy. And so then I was like, hmm, like maybe, maybe I should have kept that job. And so like for me, like having a contingency, I mean, that's part of the reason even now, like, like, yes, I want this podcast to take off. Yes, I want to be better at podcasting. Yes, I want to do more podcasting, but I still have a contingency where I'm working at the school currently. Uh, I still have the contingency where uh, I would I would be able to uh, continue working um, either at this school or, or another school that, that would want me to be there. And so having that plan B is great because, you know, it's, it's good to kind of cover your butt while you're still working on whatever it is that you want to, you want to work. Right. So like that was my whole thing with like moving away. It would be like, you know, me staying here and still working just in case, you know, it didn't work out. You know? mm-hmm. And like, she's like, well, that makes no sense. I'm like, It makes perfect sense. Like why, why give up something we have good? Like, I mean, it's, it's tough here and there's a lot of drama here, but I mean, we still make it every single day up there. We both have to have a job. Mm hmm. We both have to have work in order for it to work out. Well, the other uh, aspect too is that that it allows it allows you or your wife to be able to do actions, like to be able to go and do things if you have 
a contingency. Maybe we can do what we want to do here, too. Which is, well, that's true. It's a fresh start, honestly. It's, there's a lot of bad blood here. Yeah. Uh, I've always enjoyed picking up and moving it. Oh. Well, well, and even 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 the contingency could be like just having having like a, a nest egg, like having some money put aside. That way, when you do if you do move out there, then you have that money to be able to set up just in case, you know, to take care of you for like a month or two months while you're trying to find work. Yep, definitely do not have that. Um, yeah, calculated risk. Yeah. Playing your options, pros and cons, making sure that you're 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 dotting your T's and crossing your I's before you do actually set sail or before Don't you don't do, do that. Don't do that. Don't dot your T's and cross your eyes. Okay. But you know, yeah, yeah. I know. Okay. I'm just letting the people back home know. If you do it that way, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> but are you? Yes. Yes, you are. Because then you're double checking. Then you're making little T's and really big eyes. <laughs> That's right. Itty bitty T's. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, you can't live with that risk. You have to make some kind of calculated risk. You have to move back to the U.S. or I don't know. Move to, move to a different state. I don't know if that's going to work out or not. Yeah. Uh, you can't be reckless about it. Right. You know. And then there needs to be a contingency plan always. Um, unless the contingency plan is just your crutch, and then I would say burn it. Right, exactly. And I think I think that yeah, I was gonna say that. Like you can't you can't let your contingencies be the ones that hold you back from doing what it is that you need to be doing. Like if, if you need to devote more time to your family, then, you know, you are uh, devote, devote more time to uh, the business that you're trying to start or devote more time to your dream. Then I think I think you, people can make the excuse that their contingency is preventing them from doing that. And so, yeah, not letting your contingency get in the way of what you are trying to do, what you are trying to change about yourself. Right. Cool. Good. I'm good. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. If you are listening on your podcasting app, please subscribe, leave a review or a comment. Uh, it lets us know. It, lets, it helps the algorithms that are out there that exist in the world that we're not smart enough to really know about, but it lets them know that people are interested uh, and also gets the word out there. If you're on YouTube, click the subscribe button, uh, click the bell. That way it notifies you when we post. Uh, also, give us a like. Leave us a comment below. Uh, up on the screen now will be the Sovereignty set. And also the last video we did on Sovereignty, which was Mastery. I'm Nick. I'm Andrew. Hit him with the catchphrase. always, you have an open invitation to our conversation. Bye-bye.